Welcome to the Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. Each fortnight on Mondays, we interview a local expert from a different cropping region to provide you with a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Today on the Regional Update, we're chatting with our Southern Extension agronomist, Greg Condon, and we're going to be focusing on late-season weed assessments and what plans growers or advisors have for the rest of the season, what they need to be thinking about. Greg joins us now. How are you going, Greg? Going well, thanks, Jess. How are you? I'm good. Great to have you on the Regional Update. Now, you've been having some very unusual weather in your region, I hear. There's snow in parts of the eastern seaboard. What's going on? Yeah, the uh, the weather has it's turned wet and we've brought a bit of cold uh, cold temperatures with it. So there's yeah, snow in parts of South Australia and Victoria and the eastern high country here today, but it's brought rain with it as well, which is very exciting. We've had a few springs without a lot of rain, so your potential is... It's firming up to be pretty solid, Jess, which is really exciting for a lot of growers in this region. Yeah, that's great to hear. So talk a little bit more about some of the conditions you've been receiving. What's happening in terms of uh, the conditions in your region specifically, Greg? So we had a really good start. Like the autumn rainfall was very widespread and, and quite general and got everyone off uh, on the front foot, particularly with weed control, but also crop potential. And then we actually sort of been through a little bit of a dry pinch through the uh, end of winter, early spring, which is just ideal. So it got a lot of crops to root down. Oh, they've been pretty steady with rooting the depth on, on the clay soils because they've been so wet earlier, but it, uh, they really established some good crop canopies. Uh, a lot of growers have been pretty targeted in their nutrition this year and, uh, and disease management, but uh, it's been very mild. So with, with mild temperatures, we've had very little heat and very little frost. So... Crops like canola, the, the pod set has been something remarkable. So we haven't seen canola set itself up this uh, this well for a, a long time because of that mild temperatures. Some areas haven't had huge amounts of rain, but it's actually just been sort of enough. And now we're getting to grain field and pod formation. We're uh, seeing um, follow-up rains come through again and, and temperatures staying staying mild. Yeah, great to hear. And Greg, I just wanted to quickly touch, there's, there were some pictures and news around hail damage in your area. How extensive was this damage? There was. It, I guess like most hailstorms, it was quite a narrow band, um, but it extended for, for quite a distance, possibly up to sort of 30 to 40 kilometres. But uh, that band um, varied in how wide it went at times. So some paddocks were affected by... Uh, particularly canola and cereals, up to sort of 70 or 80% in parts of the paddock. So it was really severe hail storm here between um, Juni and Wagga. But, yeah, luckily a lot of the, the growers affected were all insured, but uh, it just sort of shows how uh, how brutal something like a hail storm can be when, when crops are you know, getting into that final stages of maturity. So it was a, a quite intense storm. There was a fair bit of rain that came with it as well. But so it would be interesting to see how these crops recover. So sometimes... We see uh, cereals will make some partial recovery, but yeah, the, the field peas, for example, we looked at one yesterday, it probably won't make any recovery with, with disease that sort of comes in after a hailstorm, but it's quite patchy, so you'll see a portion of the paddock will be affected severely, then another portion is sort of half affected and, and uh, yeah, the rest of the paddock will be unaffected. So a lot of growers will just let their insurance assessors have a good look and then they'll probably come back and do a second assessment after review date and yeah we'll go from there but it's just the nature of the industry we're in Jess. Yeah definitely. All right let's shift gears. We are going to talk about late season weed assessments. What do growers need to be doing when it comes to this Greg? Well a key outcome from this year was uh, the gloss stage shortages and product issues that were around sowing time. So growers were 
having to limit the volume of some of their knockdown herbicides they use, and that included paraquat as well in terms of the double knock. So we had some really healthy growing grass weeds pre-sowing. So on the back of a few dry years, the fallow effect, so we had a lot of mineralisation, the, the weeds grew very quickly, so we struggled to uh, to get product on, to get them controlled, given the, the growth rate they were achieving per day. So unfortunately, some of that ryegrass in particular got through early knockdowns and it's still present in, in quite a few crops. So we call them sparklers because the, the ryegrass sits up above the crop canopy. And yep. it's, uh, um, we've had some tested, so yeah, Peter Botalis has done quite a bit through the uh, the quick test um, and a lot of other agronomists have been sharing their results. And interesting, they're not all resistant to glyphosate, so Often it might have just been a, a rate uh, a rate issue or the size of the weed or a coverage issue. So, for example, in some of the double knock scenarios, it just wasn't enough paraquat being applied to uh, to hit some of those large uh, ryegrass plants. So, we're encouraging uh, growers and their advisors to just sit down and go through what uh, what plan they might make make for the uh, for the coming year. So, first of all, we'd love to see people test. Test that ryegrass and, and other grass species like wild oats is really prevalent again this year with the wetter season. So get them resistance tested through the, uh, the three uh, different services here at Charles Sturt University or Plant Science Consulting in Adelaide and, uh, and UWA with, with Roberto Busi. So get those, those samples tested to see what susceptibility or resistance levels are actually present for future planning. And then look at some sort of cultural tool, what, what may be done for some people they might just uh, be prepared to harvest and spread it back out through the head of and follow it up with a, uh, a diverse rotation next year. But ultimately, we really want people to, to look pretty closely at stopping seed sets. So that might mean some strategic hay, a form of harvest weed seed control that comes in many different shapes, as you know, Jess. So yeah. narrow windrow burning has largely fallen out of favour here for a lot of reasons, but for some growers that might come into play this year just to deal with some of that big ryegrass pressure. And obviously, there's some that have chaff decks and, and chaff, chaff lining, uh, and the adoption of mills has been surprising. The number of seed termination and, and harvest weed seed, HSD mills, I should say, that have been sold in the area has surpassed expectations. So that'll be really exciting to see growers uh, tackle those surviving weed seeds with uh, with a mill at the end of the harvest, so at harvest time. So there's a range of tactics people could employ. Some might look at strategic fallowing of areas, so actually knocking out the crop and the weed. But yeah, the more cultural tools such as harvest weed seed control or hay they can employ would, would be more preferable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely going to be very exciting. It's become a real mainstream option, weed seed impact mills. So yeah, really excited to see what happens over harvest. And Greg, what else should be should growers and advisors be thinking about for the rest of the season or potentially planning for next year? Is there anything that growers could be starting to think about now that you think is really important? Yeah, spot on, Jess. So uh, a lot of advisors are sitting down with growers at the moment and running through plans for next year, and that plan uh, also includes what weed density or what weed um, species are present in certain crops, and that could influence crop choice for next year or crop choice for the next two or three years. So if it's a, a high-pressure ryegrass block, for example, um, what, what uh, you know, get resistant tests done, and then what crop choice or, or pasture might follow in that uh, in that block next year, and, and that flows through to things like soils. So there was some really good discussion at Weed Smart Week in Clare this year on a on a topic that's been close to uh, the Weed Smart team's heart for a long time. Is healthy soils uh, help uh, mitigate yeah, weed competition? So we can really focus on looking at amelioration of things like soil acidity or soil sedicity, which then help for uh, for better crop growth, which then helps for crop competition. So. 
whilst we're planning rotation, our herbicide sequences, um, you know, what pre-ems, what post-ems might be used, for example. We're also carefully planning what soil amelioration programs will be invested in the uh, the next uh, yeah the next sort of six to twelve months to sort of help manage some of those problem weed issues. So in, in some areas of WA, that might be the uh, the more aggressive soil, soil treatments with with delving and, and the like and clay spreading, but for us here, it's, it's largely around uh, lime and, and gypsum for uh, mitigating aluminium in acid soils and and sodium in those uh, sodic soils. That that's a part of uh, of weed management as much as what herbicides and and cultural uh, tactics like we've we've mentioned already. So that's a big a big part of planning at the moment. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Greg. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to mention? It's exciting to see so much good uh, crop potential in, in sort of the New South Wales as a whole and, and parts of Victoria and, and South Australia, the, uh, the southern region is setting up for a, a reasonable harvest of sorts. So uh, it's uh, yeah, very satisfying to people that have made that commitment to, uh, I guess, a good rotation and, uh, and weed management to capture some of the upside with, with some rainfall. Well, thank you so much for giving us a regional update, Greg. Very important information you've shared there. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jess.